welcome to Bridging Chicago, a podcast that aims to connect our listeners to Chicago's business, community, cultural, and charity leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bridging Chicago podcast. I want to thank you for joining us so far on season six. I'm really excited to be here today. My name is Nathan. I'm your host for today's episode, and I'm joined by Dr. Gordon Siegel, who is the CEO of Space Shifts, LLC, uh, doing something really interesting here in the city. And uh, Gordy, we're going to talk about all that, but we are bridging Chicago and we like to start with people's Chicago stories. So why don't you tell us about what brought you here to Chicago, if you grew up here, or your Chicago story. I grew up in Fort Wayne, Indiana, oh. which was an absolutely wonderful place to grow up. Yeah. And I came here for school and uh, I've been here ever since. You came here for grad or for um, medical school. Medical school, okay. Right. Which always leads into real estate, of course. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many doctors I've interviewed that are now like doing real estate stuff. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is really cool though, because when I talk to a lot of people who have this kind of story, we had a, a woman on who was the CEO of a company and now is running an art studio. And, I, and she said, this is my second act, essentially. This is the next chapter, but it's a big chapter. So it almost is like a second act or a second life. Is that right. the way you feel? I think it has that potential. Yeah. Um, I am one of those very fortunate individuals in that I absolutely love my day job. Yeah. Which is practicing medicine. So you're still doing that? Oh my goodness gracious, yeah. Okay. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and so sort of doing these two things, I think one is very much service oriented, help, you know, you're helping people uh, in medicine, right? which, how long have you been doing that? Gosh, 30 years, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. And that has to feel pretty rewarding being able to, to do something that is helping people in a very direct way. I mean, absolutely. I think we all kind of do in some way, but oh, absolutely. And, you know, um, for especially given this time that we've come out of um, where we're still being careful, but for the most part, COVID has is at bay now. And so we can kind of move on and um, I guess all have our second act. But um, in that time that we just went through for you as a medical professional, how do you look back on that and sort of evaluate that and and what do you take away from especially that, that year and a half, two year period where it was a part of everyday life? Well, I, I think the uh, statement that should we open with is that it's changed the world Yeah, in so many ways, yeah. um, including our topic of discussion today, which is, am I gonna work in the office? Am I gonna work from home? And um, gee, now I've got this big office and I have 17 rooms in my office and I only have seven people coming in. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and from that perspective, I mean, I look at that, but in terms of um, medically, it's interesting. Um, during active COVID, if you will, um, we all, at least in uh, ENT, ear, nose and throat, which I do, uh, slowed down. Um, because people were not out spreading germs yeah. to yeah. each other. So we saw a lot less sinus disease, um, a lot less uh, other things. And it also, I thought 
decrease the quality of medicine. We were doing telemedicine for a short time, and um, it. Uh, I think telemedicine is good in some aspects, and you can save, you know, visit. And, but for what I do, um, a lot of what I do is looking in holes, dark holes, <laughs> noses, and throats, and ears. Yeah. And uh, one particular situation comes to mind. Uh, I'm not sure how much we want to talk about this, but we will. Um, is that um, uh, when we were just starting to bring people back into the office, I had uh, a colleague call me and said, gee, I've got this guy, he's got an ear infection. And um, I tried this drop and that drop, you know, what what would you suggest? I said, well, you know what, let's, let's, let's bring him in and take a look. So long story short, he had a very bad cancer of his ear mm. that I would have missed over the telephone. Mm. And so, you know, um, that's part of my take on what we did in COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, uh, fortunately, we got him in time, and did some good, good surgery, and he's fine now. Yeah. But um, uh, it has changed things in many, many ways. Uh, we're kind of getting back to normal. But I don't think that the normal today in any walk um, of life, anything that we do is really close to the normal that it was pre-COVID. Yeah, I think we've all accepted uh, the normal will look different, but it can still be really good and it can still be like all those things that people wanted to do before they can still do, even if they look a little differently. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think... um, a lot of these hybrid work environments that we have are good because I, I feel like I, I'm going to be really interested years later to look back on the studies on this time and sure. see was being home all the time really that good for people. I know it's convenient, right. but but is it uh, good for society for right. people to be home that much? I don't think it. Don't think it's a one size fits all. I think there are certain jobs that were people were working from home pre-COVID. Yeah. yeah. And those are fine. Um, but I think that in general, my take, um, and this is based on discussion with colleagues and observations, is that we need socialization. We need interaction. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're now looking, I'm sure you're aware, they're looking at what happened in the schools. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, in Chicago, the kids, uh, well, actually nationwide, are doing much worse on their standardized exams that were, you know, based on education during COVID than they did pre-COVID. Um, so that, uh, um, you know, I don't uh, uh, think that was a good situation in terms of where we're going in the workplace, anybody's guess. But um, on a personal level, I would have a hard time working from home yeah <laughs> uh at least you know 100 percent, so that you know perhaps we'll end up with a hybrid yeah yeah i i'm the same way like i would i i like being with my coworkers. i like being out and i think one of the really interesting things for me from the perspective of working in the legal industry was um access to justice where people had more access to the courts than they typically would you know at home but I think there was also this revelation of how difficult it can also be to access the court systems and to navigate those because it's not always as straightforward as like, I'm being sued, I know where to go get my information, I know how to talk to the, the clerk, the court, the judge, whomever, 
you know, communicate with my attorneys and, and understand what they're communicating with the other side. All these things aren't quite as easy or as um, maybe as efficient as people would have maybe thought or understood pre-COVID. Well, and the other one other aspect is that our interaction on a computer screen is different than that in person. So in the courtroom, um, I have spoken with lawyers, judges who will say it's not the same. You you pick up things when it's live in the courtroom that you don't pick up on Zoom. And I think that applies to a lot of areas. But again, you know, there are areas where it's much more efficient. So yeah. I, um, I chair one of our committees for our uh, academy for the ear, nose, and throat doctors. And uh, every so often we'll have meetings, and these are people all over the country. So instead of people having to wait for something or to, you know, everybody travel across the country, we turn our computers on. Yeah. And that's fabulous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Definitely some positive things there. Um, so I would assume COVID sort of was the birth of this idea to start space shifts and kind of looking around and seeing what was going on. You thought there's a way to utilize these spaces that's better than what we have, or, or at least something, because really there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't this concept before you came along, was there? Wrong. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it, I actually thought of the concept before COVID. This, oh, okay. is, this is something that has been brewing in my mind for a long time and something that I I think COVID was a stimulus to get me going gotcha. on it. Okay. Uh, but no, I, I had thought about it for a long time in terms of, you know, just people having space that was not being utilized for one reason or another. And what if we brought these people together so they mutual benefit so space could be utilized so somebody who doesn't necessarily want to or doesn't have the means to you know uh, start their own uh, uh, business in a space uh, or whatever space need you know yeah. couldn't uh, do it and now they can bring people together so no it's something that i actually thought then when COVID came along yes it said ah, mm. yeah this makes a lot of sense let's see what we can do so. so why don't you tell us what space shifts is? Good. Okay. What's this concept? You can All right. Use? So space shifts is a very simple concept that people don't get. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. Um, most people, even who go on our website where we try to explain things, and I think we explain things clearly, as clearly once you understand it, think that space shifts is a means of subletting so that Again, I've got an office and I'm going to sublet part of that space. No. Subletting is a completely different concept. Mm-hmm. The concept with space shifts is I have space, you need space. I'm not subletting my office. I am sharing part of my mm. office with you and you're going to benefit as well as I am. It doesn't have to be a law office. It doesn't have to be any office. It can be any space. It can be an automotive repair. It can mm. be a hair salon. Anywhere people get together and utilize space doesn't have to be for business. Yeah. Um, this is a platform that people can get together. So if um, um, a doctor is uh, looking to uh, 
have a space and doesn't want to open a full office. Maybe they're slowing down and they just want to have an exam room and uh, another doctor is, uh, you know, gee, I've got this extra space. Um, hey, let's get together. Doesn't have to be like people either. So um, let's say the lawyer is in that situation. And uh, again, we went from 10 spaces to seven spaces. We've got mm -hmm. three offices now. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I could use some accounting help. And a young accountant mm. thinks, well, I'd like to start my own practice. I don't want to go to work for this great big firm. But you know, so there's an opportunity. You mm. have common needs, i.e. an office space. You have common needs. I need to have um, assistance answering the phone. I need to have a um, uh, computer system, fax, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you've got that and I've got that. Let's see if we can't get things together. Yeah. Uh, and. Uh, so that, gee, you know, I'm an accountant and my client needs a lawyer. Could you help me? And vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Um, the you could share business. You can, you know, uh, benefit from each other's benef uh, businesses. Um, so the potential is really unlimited. Uh, so it's not I'm going to sublet my space. Yeah. It is let's share, let's shift our space needs, space shifts, yeah. so that two or more people can benefit from this new situation. What I liked about, so pairing that with um, with the platform that I looked at, what, I, what seems to be really cool about this is it really puts uh, the onus on the owner of the space to where they have a lot of control over right. their space. They know who's coming in, they know when they're gonna be there, it's still their, very much their space. Right. They're sharing it with the with another person or a company, but but they stay in control of this space so that they don't feel like they're handing that over to someone else who they don't know if they're going to care about their space the same way that they do. Very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. So yes, it's not saying okay, you've got this space. It's really not saying anything. The negotiations are individual negotiations mm -hmm. in each situation. So that, you know, maybe I want it just, you know, here, we're going to put a wall here. These three spaces are yours. Yeah. But again, the uh, it's the the onus is on the person that is sharing their space yeah. and they can make a deal. They will know who they're having um, and uh, they will come up with terms that are mutually agreeable, mutually beneficial. So it really is offering a service that's not out there yet. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that. Uh, I mean, entrepreneurship is just finding a gap and filling that gap with something that you have, right? right. And which is what you've done. Right. Is that something that came very naturally for you once you understood, okay, there's space here and people need it. How can I make that, you know, connect these people who have it with people who need it? That's a good question. Um, it feels natural because it feels like an obvious need, yeah. an obvious yeah. situation that, gee, why didn't anybody else do that before? <laughs> Um, being an entrepreneur, um, I'm not sure how I fit into that. Hopefully, well, yeah, uh, we'll still yeah. see. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's it's pretty awesome that you're you're trying it and right. and saying. And I think that um, you know we talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of small business owners who are like, you know, if this doesn't work, I I can at least say I tried it because I have to feel like I tried this, otherwise. You're just never going to know, right? And I think that is something that for 
that's part of the entrepreneur spirit is that if I don't try it and don't know, that's going to eat away at me. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, hearing that in you is the same thing. Sure. Absolutely. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how has it been going? How, how has Space Shifts been working? Well, again, we are um, having some hurdles that we need to overcome. Yeah. Uh, the main hurdle is for people to understand yeah. the concept. Yeah. Um, and for people to, you know, really get involved and sign up. So at this point in time, we are uh, not a booming business where we have to worry about hiring, you know, marketing and CEO and everything else. Um, but uh, we are uh, slowly but surely making progress. Mm -hmm. uh, as you are aware, we are on a number of social medias, we are marketing, and we are seeing a uh, um, somewhat rapidly growing interest in the concept. Um, and uh, we're hoping that uh, um, in the future, events, podcasts like this, will make it clearer to people so they'll say, hey, you know what? I have nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. let's sign up. Yeah. And um, it uh, uh, will, um, eventually the platform will change, but right now, um, it is a free for anybody, and again, anybody negotiates their terms. Uh, nobody's going to tell you what to do, how to do it. It's, uh, uh, I think, just a wonderful opportunity to feel the waters and say, I have space, I need to fill it, let's see what comes in there. Yeah. And I don't want to buy a whole office because I can do a lot of this from home. And um, uh, let's see what's going on. I, I think that people will confuse us, as I said, with subletting, but they also will say, oh, well, this is another uh, WeWork, yeah. where you go into a right. space and you have a secretary, et cetera. But no, not at all. Um, this- uh, no membership or- Nope, 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 nope. Like It's whatever terms the two parties yeah. or more agree upon. So um, you don't have to do anything other than what you agree upon. Yeah. So. What is it about Chicago that you think could really like that this city would really um, embrace this concept and do well with this kind of concept? What do you know about this city that that makes you feel it can be really successful here? So Chicago is a hub for so many different types of businesses mm -hmm. and industry. Mm -hmm. um, and as we all know, there is certainly a I guess it wouldn't be exaggerating to say a glut of office space uh, and again other space that uh, is available um, so that I think as we navigate the post-COVID waters um, there's wonderful opportunity uh, for lots of people um, you don't you know maybe again somebody wants to have a Chicago presence and they're living in some LA whatever mm -hmm. and uh they want to come, but they don't want to start looking around, you know, and having. So here's an opportunity. Well, let's let's try it in this space for a while. You uh, you can make your turn. Let's do this for a year. You can do this. Let's do this for yeah. month to month. Yeah. And uh, I think Chicago, um, as well as other cities, offers a huge opportunity yeah. in those areas. Yeah, I think being a city that is very neighborhood focused means that when people come into those neighborhoods, hopefully now they're feeling very welcomed and they feel like they're part of something that's more than just, I think cities you can feel, you can get lost in, right? Cause they're big and there's lots to do and lots of people. And so you can feel lost in a city, but when you 
get to be a part of a neighborhood, I think it really changes things. And so getting to be in these neighborhoods and, and I think even downtown, you get the vibrancy of the city and that really, I think, kind of awakens your senses. Oh, almost. absolutely. I mean, Chicago is, you know, a city that is composed of many neighborhoods and each one has their individual characteristics and charm and culture, but they all meld and blend in together. Yeah. And I think that as a city, um, yeah, we, we do well. And I think that um, that gives us more credibility, more opportunity as well. Yeah. And as people want to try out this idea, this concept and, and go to the platform and look at the spaces that are available and connect with the people who have these spaces, what do you hope to come out of that? What do you hope, where do you hope this goes? Because obviously we want it to be successful and we want it to grow and, and uh, you know, get to a point where you're like, I need more people. <laughs> right. But, but what more than that do you hope for? So, you know, we, I think most people when they do these things have grandiose hopes and ideas, yeah. which I do, but I also have a realistic attitude <laughs> about things. But, you know, my, my hope is that this is more than a Chicago-based, mm. well, not a Chicago-based, but a Chicago platform. Um, it, it makes sense that this would work anywhere in the country, anywhere yeah. in the world, so right. that um, hopefully people will solve problems on both sides of the equation. Uh, in that uh, they can help each other, uh, benefit mutually. And I think you brought up a very good point, Nathan, in terms of the neighborhoods. We, I think there's a tendency people look, well, he's trying to get people in those offices downtown that are vacant to share, and that's true, we are, but certainly not limited. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Neighborhoods, there are small offices, uh, many businesses that can share if you have an automotive business and things are slowing down as the economy slows down and you've got six bays and you're only using three well golly gee i'm a mechanic and i would yeah. like to have one of those bays yeah. um so it uh, it is something that applies uh across all geographic and uh, cultural uh platforms and uh so yeah. i'm hoping to bring people together and to their mutual benefit i think you make a great point there for someone who is who has had a dream to start some kind of business, whether it's a barber, mechanic, right. accountant, whatever they do, um, it's it's taking down one more barrier to that and providing resources that are that can be anywhere in the city and anyone has accessibility to. And right. so, even taking down one more barrier, I think, is really making this city one where people can you know have the dream and then fulfill that dream or at least go after it right which it does good for the city no matter where if the space is here downtown you know up in albany park or uh or down in you know inglewood or hyde park or wherever you're going in the city there's right. going to be space there that's correct so and then uh, another point it um, that comes to mind is we typically think okay I have the space, I'm going to charge X mm -hmm. and you pay X. But you could have a situation, you mentioned Barber, which kind of rang the bell with me. So let's say that we have a space with 100 lawyers. 
maybe I'm going to pay that barber to be on on, on site. Yeah, yeah. You know, because you know Joe's yeah. going to court today and he needs a trim. He doesn't have time to run to the uh, right. to the barber shop. Right. And if we have you available, you know, let's let's keep you on retainer. Yeah, uh, just one example. But you know, so it could be to the uh, situation where uh, people would actually want to bring somebody in and, and pay them to have that extra to use the extra space. Yeah, and then that barber could then take on extra clients to exactly. fill the time if they don't have enough clientele from the firm or wherever that other and space. when those other people are coming into the law office and they're like, gee that's a law office and they yeah. do this and they do that I yeah. so you know again it's it's so much more than subletting it's just a, a wonderful opportunity for people to benefit mutually and to um, uh, win upon you know each other's uh, ideas and daily activities yeah yeah, it sounds really awesome. I, I hope that people start to get on there and use it because I, I right. could really see that being uh, super successful. Can So people can do that. Can you let us know where people can find you? We are www.spaceshifts.com. <laughs> so it's S-P-A-C-E-S-H-I-F-T-S.com, all one word. And um, yeah, we are there and uh, uh, there is no obligation. We are hoping that... Uh, uh, people listening and viewing this podcast will go on take a look and uh, if you have a space list it and uh, if you're looking for a space go right at that same uh, uh, website and uh, you might be very pleasantly surprised at what you come up yeah, with. yeah I was so I'm sure that our listeners will be as well uh, Dr. Siegel I want to thank you so much for joining us it's been really enlightening well, thank you um, so thanks for sharing with us thank you for joining us for another episode of the Bridging Chicago podcast be sure to visit www.bridgingchicago.com to re-listen to this and any of our other podcasts, including all season six. And uh, make sure you also go to www.spaceshifts.com. That's space, S-H-I-F-T-S-S.com. And you can also visit them on Instagram and Twitter, where their handle is at Space Shifts Chicago. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you on another episode of the Bridging Chicago podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bridging Chicago, as produced by the SATC Solutions Center. Nothing contained in this podcast shall constitute financial, investment, legal, and or professional advice. No professional relationship of any kind is created between you and the podcast host or guest. You are urged to speak with your financial, investment, or legal advisors before making any investment or legal decisions. Furthermore, the opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the opinions of SATC Solutions Center, SATC Law, or any of its employees. This podcast is created by the hosts and guests' individual capacities. All opinions on this podcast are or have been rendered based on specific facts under certain conditions and are subject to certain assumptions and may not and should not be used or relied upon for any other purpose, including, but not limited to, or use in or in connection with any investment purposes or legal proceedings.